you know, how we spend our time is, is very important. And when we go to a movie, we're basically paying to have someone's worldview pumped into our mind during the period of watching the movie. There's always a message. There's always a theme. There's always something that the people who write and work on the movie want us to take with us. Welcome to The Dramatic Difference, a program about story, stage, and the author of creativity. I'm your host, Wayne Scott, founder and president of Lifehouse Productions. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about movies. Who doesn't love movies? A subject everyone loves, right? Well, the Lord sparked my imagination quite a few years ago after I saw the film Mary Poppins in the theaters as a young boy. And I knew after that I wanted storytelling and the arts to play a central role in my life. Of course, not all films have the beauty and integrity of the original Mary Poppins, and that's why I often seek recommendations. I recently came across a brilliant author's top 50 films every Christian should see, and I'm really excited to share the highlights of that with you. And I'll be honest with you, if you looked hard enough or tailed my car with tracking devices from the latest James Bond film, you'd find me and my wife at the movies uh, fairly often. We do enjoy uh, taking them in. You know, in yesteryear, in the 19th century and early 20th century, people turned to novels and short stories for their entertainment. But nowadays, the equivalent is the cinema. And you'd find that we go there just to watch the film and enjoy each other, sure. And we're not there to prevent an evil villain from destroying the nation, as we know it, as so many uh, films deal with. Uh, my life is exciting, but we'll leave all of that to Hollywood. But as president of Lifehouse Productions, I have shared interests with Hollywood. I, I produce stories for inspiration and entertainment, and so does Hollywood. And of course, I approach our stories with a Christian perspective, which is often very different from the mainstream Hollywood perspective. And that's why I highly recommend that you select the movies you view with great wisdom and discernment. You know, how we spend our time is, is very important. And when we go to a movie, we're basically paying to have someone's worldview pumped into our mind during the period of watching the movie. There's always a message. There's always a theme. There's always something that the people who write and work on the movie want us to take with us. All art has a message, according to Francis Schaeffer. And so I'm excited now to share with you a list. And this list is called 50 Films Every Christian Should See. And what makes this list unique is that it was prepared by Charles Colson, who is one of my personal heroes. He was a prominent figure in the administration of President Richard Nixon, a thoroughly worldly person at that time. And uh, he did commit some crimes. And for his part in the infamous Watergate scandal, he was sentenced to prison. He had a dramatic conversion experience out of all of that uh, that he went through. And from that, uh, he founded Prison Fellowship. He wrote many books. He's one of the greatest Christian apologists of the 20th century. And one of his uh, great books, Born Again, I believe was his first, he details his journey to uh, finding God and and how his life changed and how he decided to uh, turn his life around. One of his books, Against the Night, which talks about our culture, has been very influential in my own walk with the Lord and finding meaning in life. So Charles Colson has this 50 films every Christian should see, and to help walk through some of these films is my producer, Dane Bundy. Hi, Dane. Hi, Wayne. Looking forward to this. Well, it's quite a list, and I think I would uh, have a very similar list. I really agree with uh, many of the selections. Now, I have to admit, I haven't seen a lot of these films. You feel the same way? Yeah, no, I have. I fit, I thought I had seen quite a few of the the great classics, but after looking at this list, I think I need to have a movie night. 
Yes, well, me too. In fact, we could have a, a marathon binge <laughs> looking at all these films. They're, they're wonderful, though. And I think I've seen maybe half of them. But I'm really encouraged now to, to take a look at some of these others that uh, Colson says are must-see films. Uh, the first one comes under a category. He's divided them up into, I think, three segments. Yes. One, one is films with a Christian theme, and that's where our list begins. Number one, Colson lists Chariots of Fire. And that's the inspiring story of a young Scottish runner who was willing to put obedience to God before an Olympic gold medal. And that was a very popular film in 1981. I remember seeing it when it was in the theaters. I thought it was a bit of a slog, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, even then. But it's it's high quality. It's very well done. And the message is inspirational. You just need to be a little patient with it. But it's a beautiful, true story. The second on the list is A Man for All Seasons, which is the inspiring story of Sir Thomas More. This was a well-known film from the 60s and was big in its day, certainly worth another look, although I must confess, even though I know about it, I've not seen it myself. We have uh, number three on the list, Shadowlands. He cites both the 1985 and 1993 version. Uh, these are films about C.S. Lewis and his marriage to Joy Davidman, and I, that is amazing. Uh, I have seen it, and I've been very powerfully moved by it. And it's always uh, especially moving when it's based on true uh, true story. And correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't we adapted this for the stage here at Lifehouse? We have performed Shadowlands as a stage play. It's a published uh, stage play that we have done here, and it, it's powerful. And we had a lot of good response. Uh, we had some people who were battling cancer who came and saw Shadowlands, and they were especially moved because that is a key part of the uh, true story of joy. And uh, Lewis faces all these things unflinchingly, so it's definitely worth your time to see Shadowlands. Sergeant York is number four on the list, and I'm not familiar with this, but it is about a young man converted to Christ, and then he has to decide whether killing in the context of war is authorized by the Bible, and it's also based on a true story. Sergeant York. And then there's The Robe, which I have seen from the 50s, one of those sword and sandal popular films of that time, The Robe, a Roman centurion who carries out the crucifixion of Christ and becomes one of his most fervent followers. It has a, a sequel as well that is uh, really amazing, uh, Demetrius and the Gladiators, and I, I like that even more. But it is a true dramatic tale of heroism and sacrifice. Then there's I Confess. This is a Hitchcock drama, so I Confess I would like to see. I Confess. <laughs> and then uh, seventh on his list is Ben-Hur, which hardly needs an introduction. It's an amazing film, one of my favorites, and I actually... Uh, as my master's thesis, worked on it as a musical. I created a musical stage version, and so I've really grown to love the story. What's interesting about that one is that uh, the original author was trying to disprove uh, the gospel, and he got so far into his research in creating this fictional novel that he uh, he couldn't help but decide that, uh, that it was all true, that Jesus lived and died and rose again, and um, and he ultimately gave his life over to Christ, and so then her is the result of that. Number eight is Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. Uh, is that, <laughs> that sounds a little strange, doesn't it, to our modern ear, but uh, it's a lovely film about St. Francis of Assisi. You haven't seen that, have you? I have not seen that. Me neither, so I will <laughs> probably seek that one out. Actually, it sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. And then The Hiding Place. Well, that's another one that's uh, very well known. True story of the Dutch woman, Corrie ten Boom, whose family hid Jews from the Nazis. This is an amazing piece of uh, cinema and theater, but the, the original novel is well worth reading. 
very readable, very compelling. Then there's uh, Saving Grace, number 10 on his list. A new pope finds himself locked out of the Vatican by mistake one day, and he goes incognito to a small town run by a local thug. <laughs> that, that premise alone interests me. That sounds like it's uh, pretty interesting. It was produced by Robert Wise, who produced The Sound of Music, so you know it's going to be high quality. So that, that's worth pursuing, I think. And then number 11 on his list is Les Miserables. Well, that's a powerful stage musical that many of us are familiar with. Supposedly the most seen play in the world in history. Uh, because of its many tours throughout the uh, throughout the world, many nations. But it's that redemptive Victor Hugo story of Jean Valjean. And we have uh, dramatized it as well. We'll be producing it again soon. And always enjoy the themes of that. Then number 12 on the list is Tender Mercies. A down-and-out country singer turns to Christ. I remember when that came out, but I'm sorry to say I've never seen it. So that would be worth uh, looking up. And then Repentance is the number 13 film, and this was banned in the Soviet Union. Well, I want to see it just because of that. Um, but it's a movie that uh, has been said to have contributed to the destruction of communism. So we'll have to take a look at that one. You know, there have been some stories uh, told and, and some true life things that have ch changed the course of history, have changed the course of uh, uh, decisions that are made by powerful people. So uh, we should never underestimate the power of cinema and of stories. Number 14 on Colson's list is Cry the Beloved Country. This is set in the 1940s. It's a film about a black South African minister whose son has been accused of the murder of a white man. Boy, that just sounds very powerful. And from what I've read, a Christian worldview is portrayed throughout. Then number 15 is quite a controversial film, Inherit the Wind. And I have read it as a stage play. I've not seen the film. Uh, but Colson says, if you want to understand why our cultural elites think Christians are poor and ignorant, uh, easy to command, then this is the film to see. It's the uh, famous 1925 Scopes monkey trial, so-called. And it depicts Christians as pretty ignorant and intolerant. So uh, not the most uh, flattering uh, film in terms of how it depicts uh, Christians, but worth seeing so that we can get insight into how the rest of the world thinks. Then we have number 16. You want to help me with this? Sure. The Brothers Karamazov. Yes. Yes. I knew that. <laughs> that's uh, Dostoevsky's, right? That's right. And I'm glad you said that too, because I tend to mangle those names. Yeah. But a uh, very well-known piece of literature as well as film. And it asks the question, is it possible to be good without God? Yeah, I have not seen this film, but I taught Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment right. last year. And he is a, just a very profound spiritual thinker. And my students won't tell you that they liked it, but, but they will. In about 20 years, they'll think back. And think, Boy, <laughs> that story changed my life. You know, it's funny, and that's, that's true of the Bible. You can go back years later and see a story or, or see something in Scripture, and it has a whole new meaning because of where you may be in life later. Or you have more understanding, more maturity, and you can look back on it and, and see, oh, yes, now I get it. And that's worth revisiting some of these. Um, I should point out that our producer, Dane, whom I'm bantering with, uh, has been a high school teacher for a number of years, quite, quite an excellent educator, and so he comes from... Uh, bringing with him a wealth of knowledge. Number 17 on the list is Dead Man Walking. I have seen this, and a nun becomes the spiritual advisor to a death row inmate. It contains a very strong conversion scene. Um, it is a, uh, a more PGR-rated experience because it is uh, based on a 
some true things that have happened in, in prisons and in executions, but it is a very powerful story, I think, worth seeing. The next category is one that Colson delineates as films with moral themes. And uh, number 18, continuing the list, is Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I'm going to tell you, I saw, I've seen this film twice, and both times I, I just about wept at the end. I've never seen a film that impacted me so much and, and just spoke to me. Here's a, a guy who is, who is facing unbelievable odds against him as he tries to expose moral corruption in Washington. And even though it's a fictional story, it's a powerful depiction of what it means to sacrifice courageously for a cause that is just. And I highly recommend it. Jimmy Stewart's the lead, and you can't really go wrong with Jimmy Stewart, right? Right. And speaking of Jimmy Stewart, number 19 on Colson's list is It's a Wonderful Life, starring Jimmy Stewart. And I don't know any American who's not familiar with It's a Wonderful Life. I, I happen to think that if you are not familiar with it, you may not be a true American, but uh, <laughs> I may be exaggerating a little bit, but it's worth everyone seeing. Number 20 on the list is Casablanca, the one that's a classic that I've not seen, but it's a, a, a movie set in the Second World War. And there's a sacrifice of personal happiness for honor depicted in that story. And Colson believes it's worth watching. Number 21, The Winslow Boy, which is based on a true story. Uh, it depicts the sacrifices an entire family is forced to make when uh, the son in the family is wrongly accused of theft at school. Sounds like a really interesting premise and some good morals to grapple with. Number 22 is the famous movie High Noon, where a good man stands alone against the forces of chaos and evil. I might feel the same way about High Noon as I do uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I've not seen High Noon. Number 23 is another Hitchcock film, Shadow of a Doubt. It's quite a thriller. An ordinary young woman realizes that her uncle is a murderer and she has to decide what to do with that knowledge. So there's a ethical dilemma for you. Number 24, another Hitchcock film, The Man Who Knew Too Much. And uh, this is uh, one where an ordinary man on vacation is thrust into a crisis that he does not intend or even expect to get into. And he has to make some difficult moral choices. I have seen it and it's a fantastic film. I highly recommend it. Very suspenseful. And you're really rooting for the guy to <laughs> be able to get out of this tough dilemma that he's in. And then uh, number 25, uh, also a Hitchcock film and a classic one, North by Northwest, quite a thriller. This is the uh, story of an advertising executive who's the victim of mistaken identity. It has a really amazing uh, chase sequence and you'll want, to, uh, you'll want to see it because of the things it explores, some, some helpful issues that uh, we, we should be grappling with. And You'll often see in these classics that uh, what Solomon said 5,000 years ago, there's nothing new under the sun. You might be surprised how uh, many of these, which predate the modern things we see, were, are, are often so much better. And that's because they were the things that uh, modern filmmakers based them on. And so uh, they're definitely worth pursuing. Well, it's been an amazing list so far, and I don't know about you, Dane, but uh, my mind is kind of reeling looking at all of these yes, absolutely. films and the things I want to see, so I have quite a list I'm making myself, trying to figure out how we're going to uh, cram at least a, a 20 of these films into our marathon. <laughs> but uh, in any case, as we all ponder that, let's take a few moments to turn to our sponsor, Lifehouse Theater on the Air, our very own audio drama series. And today I'm excited to share with you a clip from The Princess and the pigs, 
This is a hilarious dramatization of a Grimm Brothers tale. And you may have heard the story. Poor King Atrio has a terrible problem. How could he be raising such an impossible princess? For although she was exceedingly beautiful, Princess Mirabelle was ridiculously rude, spoiled, and selfish. But the king has a surprising idea that will change his daughter's life forever. And after an amazing encounter with a singing beggar and a herd of pampered pigs, Mirabelle will never be the same. So I hope you'll enjoy this short clip. Mirabelle, I know it's our honeymoon and all tonight, but in order to earn a living for myself, and now your extra mouth to feed, I have to leave for the city at night in order to be begging when the sun comes up. You're leaving me here? Alone? Don't be silly. You won't be alone. I think goodness. You'll have the pigs. Pigs? I don't get all the money I need from begging, so I have a little side business as well. I need you to help take care of my precious piggies. They're just like children to me. Come on in, my darlings. <laughs> now, these piggies need special attention. They're very tame, so they won't be a problem. But I hate to leave them out in the cold at night. Just watch over them, and they'll keep you company until I get back tomorrow at noon. No trouble. Wait. Get my lovely wife. The sun waits for no man. Take care of her, my darlings. <laughs> no pigs. Well, I hope you enjoyed that snippet of this classic story. Probably not as familiar as other famous Grimm Brothers tales, but it's hilarious, and I hope you'll get a chance to hear the whole thing. If you're interested in this drama and uh, the comedy in it, you can purchase this volume and many more at theateronthair.com, as well as amazon.com and iTunes. Well, now we return to Charles Coulson's outstanding list of 50 must-see movies, and we're going to pick up with number 26 on his list. And this is War of the Worlds, <laughs> and the antidote to 1996's Independence Day, perhaps. <laughs> when aliens attack, who are you going to call? Uh, well, this film says you call God, and he will answer. Now, this is the 1953 version, and I remember watching it as a kid and being quite scared. It was, uh, for its time, uh, quite amazing what they were able to do with effects and so forth. And we've come a long way since then, but the message in this particular film is very strong. And I recall the, uh, the theme of, uh, of calling upon God. So Well, they've done a remake, I believe, with Tom Cruise. Yes, I've seen that as well. And I don't remember the film saying call on God. I don't think so. so. <laughs> no, it's not there. <laughs> so maybe if we're going to watch the film, go back to the 1953 version first. Well, and of course, <laughs> this would be expected. It's closer to the original. Yes. So I hope you'll take a moment to look at not only that one, but some of these others, including number 27, War and Peace which is Hollywood's version of the Tolstoy novel about three families caught up in the uh, Napoleonic Wars of Russia's history. Then there's 28, a special favorite of mine, 12 Angry Men. This is the 1957 film version. A jury explores issues of justice and race. We stage it often here at Lifehouse and in other venues, and I just can't say enough about the themes that it goes through in a very compelling manner. And it's a very well-told story because really it just takes place in one room and it is so absorbing. And I think just about really, every cross-section of humanity is represented by the men on the uh, jury. And it's a Reginald Rose classic. And if you know anything about that author, he was superb at exploring sticky and tricky themes that are worth grappling with. And then... 
Who does not love number 29 on Colson's list? The Sound of Music, the true story of a family willing to sacrifice everything rather than uh, join the Nazi cause. And it's just so tuneful and joyful and beautifully filmed. And of course, we have staged it a number of times at Lifehouse because it's so compatible with our own mission statement of uh, being faith affirming. Then number 30, In the Heat of the Night. Well, it's gritty where uh, Sound of Music is not. And I remember seeing it as well. It's a classic film about a black New York detective who travels to the South to help solve a murder. And of course, he becomes a victim of racial bigotry. And even though there are a lot of adult themes, it's definitely worth seeing. And of course, it was turned into a series in the what late 80s, 90s in that time, I think, and uh, was very popular. So it would be worth pursuing. Number 31, I've also seen, I don't know if you have, Dean, but oh, yes. Rudy. The true story of the young boy who dreams of playing football for Notre Dame, and it's a great film. One critic said that the film presents a moral view of character, the need for prayer, the sovereignty of God, and a positive view of the human spirit. Well, you can't ask for much more in an uplifting film. So that's Rudy. Number 32 is Sense and Sensibility, the 1995 film. It's the story of a couple willing to give up private happiness for honor, based on the famous Jane Austen novel. Beautifully filmed and a lot to contemplate. Another uplifting story. Number 33 is another one I've had the pleasure of seeing, Mr. Holland's Opus, a film that celebrates the glory of teaching and how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. I love films like that. Yes, this is one of my one of my favorite movies and another Bundy classic that we'll watch. <laughs> We've watched over and over again. <laughs> well, especially uh, both of us have a teaching background, and I remember feeling so affirmed in that calling. And I know that many teachers have a mission field, so that's one that will help you be inspired. Number 34 is Spitfire Grill, which I've heard of, but I'm sorry to say I've not seen. This is a film where the characters and their stories serve as springboards to lessons about forgiveness and the possibility of healing and restoration. Sounds really good. Stand and Deliver, number 35. I have seen that and also was very inspired by that. It's based on a true story. A new teacher in a rough urban school refuses to believe that his students cannot learn and excel. Wow, as timely as ever. Stand and deliver. I hope that uh, you'll take time to see that one as well uh, down the road when you have an opportunity. Number 36 is Braveheart. Many of us have seen. Uh, won a lot of awards. And this is about the Scottish freedom fighter William Wallace leading his people to freedom from England. Fantastic film in many respects. Number... 37, Schindler's List. Well, this is a difficult film to watch. And it's a long film, but it is a beautiful film, if such a film can be called beautiful. It's a Holocaust drama about the German businessman who helps Jews escape the death camps. I've seen it twice now. The second time, I think, was even more difficult to watch because you know what's coming. But we cannot forget these terrible things in history. And uh, we've got to remember the lessons of... Uh, tyranny run amok and how suffering can just go on and on past many generations. But despite the horrors of this film, the redemptive side of it, the uplifting side, the uh, the hand of God, the, the providence side, is just amazing. And uh, I highly recommend it. Well, now we come into uh, the last part of Colson's list, and he labels this part of his list other worldviews and philosophies. And that's certainly the case with a lot of these films. So the following films provide insight into other philosophies that help us understand ideas that shape the world in which we live. So 
they may not have the perhaps the best messages or, or necessarily the most uh, spiritual impact or application. Well, and it, if I could just insert one yes. thing, it's interesting that Coulson has a section here recommending us to watch films that portray other worldviews and philosophies. And I, and I do think it's important if we're going to want to impact culture, then we do need to know what is going on in, in the culture, um, even the parts of culture that is not influenced um, by the Christian worldview. It's definitely worth knowing uh, what we're competing with in the marketplace of ideas in the world. And so the first uh, one of this part of the list, which is number 38 on the list of 50, is Star Wars. And it is a, an introduction to uh, New Age thinking. And number 39 is Annie Hall, a Woody Allen film. And uh, one of his best known. I do recall seeing it. And it is a uh, sort of a exploration of self-centeredness and the therapeutic culture. Interesting film. Number 40 is Days of Heaven, where a brother and sister end up on a farm in Texas in a world with no real meaning or purpose. So that sounds pretty bleak. And uh, I think that's what you can uh, expect from uh, the philosophy woven through the film, that uh, a life without meaning or purpose is usually one without God. Then uh, number 41 is The Dark Crystal, this is a, a film about two Muppet-like characters that attempt to return a crystal shard to the castle containing the dark crystal. So this is more New Age spirituality in its theme. Number 42 on the list is Gandhi, and I have seen that. It was from 1982, a carefully westernized introduction to the famous Indian leader who used passive resistance against India's British rulers. I found it pretty compelling and inspirational in some ways, uh, certainly a different worldview, but I think worth seeing a lot of history covered there that uh, would be very informative. Number 43 is crimes and misdemeanors. So this is another um, Woody Allen film, I believe. A man kills his mistress and then remembers the lessons of his childhood in a Jewish home. So this uh, film does illustrate a real struggle with conscience and that without God, you have you have to kill your conscience or go mad. So I, I think that uh, is worth seeing. Not one of my favorites, but uh, if you want to know another worldview and how the world thinks, there it is. Number 44 is Jurassic Park. Well, we've both seen that, I know. And it's a lot of fun. Good escapism. I actually think that Michael Crichton here is giving us a cautionary tale about you, you try and bring science um, to its extreme and without God and you get in a lot of trouble. You try and play God and I think what we see is that the dinosaurs always end up running amok and bringing great destruction. So I, I think that yes, there are this idea of evolution taking place, but in the bigger context, I see it as a helpful cautionary tale um, about the question of science and the limits of it. That's a really good point. Uh, very entertaining. Number 45 is Contact, which I have seen, and it's pretty gripping. It really is. It's based on a novel by the late Carl Sagan, and it's the film about the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and it raises all the big questions of life. So there's a lot to be said for what's covered in the film. It's beautifully produced. It will give a lot of food for thought, but may not be for every Christian moviegoer. 
Then uh, there's uh, a final category that Colson identifies as children's films with a strong biblical worldview. There's some nice ones here. Children's films with a strong biblical worldview. And starting with number 46 on Colson's list of 50 is the beloved Chronicles of Narnia, 1989, based on the Narnia books by C.S. Lewis. Not much more need to be said about that. It's a great classic. And then number 47, The Lion King. This animated film is a reminder that we cannot flee our responsibilities or our troubles. We need to face them head on. And uh, we also see a father willing to sacrifice his life for his son, which is uh, reminiscent of uh, a great biblical story I can think of. So, The Lion King. Number 48, The Three Lives of Thomasina. And I remember this title uh, from the early 60s, a Disney Studios film. Um, so I uh, don't really know what I could say about it, but it is a heartwarming turn-of-the-century tale of a Scottish veterinarian who loses and then regains his faith in God. Well, that was a very different Disney studio, and I'm sorry to say that it has gone in many other different directions, but uh, there's still some worthwhile things, and uh, that film is one. And of course, the next one, number 49, Beauty and the Beast, also from Disney, echoes the biblical teaching that what's inside the heart is more important than outside appearances, and I think we can endorse that. Finally, on the list of 50, Colson has named The Secret Garden from 1993 as a uh, profound story that has been uh, treated by many as a Christian allegory of death and new life through the power of love. So I would certainly say that. We've done our own musical version of it here at Lifehouse Theater, and it's always a hit with audiences. Well, and it's really helpful to have a recommended list because it really is hard to find movies on, on Netflix or Amazon Prime that's worth your time. They're there, but I hate wasting time looking for them, and we've all done that before. Yes. And so it's nice to have this list of films recommended from a leader that we know was, was godly and was concerned about things that Christians should be concerned about. But what we really need right now from our listeners is we need someone or a couple people to take all 50 of these movies and see if any of them are streaming right now on Netflix or Amazon Prime. That would be that would be really cool. So if you're listening to this episode on Facebook, it would be really cool if you could put that information in the comments. Yeah, that would help a lot. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of films here that I have heard of and would love to see, and now I really want to see. And then there's some I've never heard of that sound really fascinating that I also want to see. Now, I won't uh, be able to cram them all into one weekend unless you decide to cover for me here at the theater, uh, Dane. But, um, <laughs> but I will uh, keep this list and... Hopefully, Tammy and I will have a chance to see a lot of these in the in the near future. Yeah, same with, with Megan and me. Sometimes you just need to take that break, and uh, I wouldn't call it vegging necessarily, but I like thought-provoking films that are also entertaining. And then I feel like the time is redeemed. Absolutely. Uh, good stories told well. Yes. That's, that's what we try to do here at Lifehouse, and uh, we love commending good stories that are told well. And that's... Uh, that's Colson's list, and I believe uh, a good one. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to reaching out to you in our next episode. God bless. Mm-hmm.